3: Bill Bunkley taking a little vacation time uh, through the holidays. Of course, Christmas and New Year's. I'm Bill Carl. Thanks for letting me spend some time with you this afternoon here on Faith Talk 570-910-FM-102.1. I hope your Christmas was tremendous. And I hope that you're recuperating if it took it out of you like it did it at our house. going to talk about that more in a minute. First, update you a little bit on what's going on with Florida news. Ron DeSantis, Florida GOP congressman is apparently one of those folks who loves (laughs) President Trump's Twitter feed. The president apparently saw him on a Fox News segment and led to this unsolicited praise where he said, uh, Congressman Ron DeSantis is a brilliant young leader, Yale and Harvard Law, who would make a great governor of Florida. He loves our country and is a true fighter. Well, the problem is, I don't know if it's a problem, but maybe it'll nudge him in that direction. DeSantis is not a Announced a campaign for governor. So, uh, yeah, maybe that uh, that speculation, that stimulation, that attribution, that adulation will be the thing that'll uh, cause Ron DeSantis to uh, make that choice. Here in Tampa Bay, Albert Lonzo Adams III turned himself in Thursday at the Hillsborough County Jail to face seven felony charges related to his operations with soaring paws. According to the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Adams used money given by people ostensibly— to help fly abandoned dogs to new homes all over the southeastern United States for things like liquor, furniture, restaurant tabs, mortgage, and credit card bills. He faces seven felony charges related to the operation of Soaring Paws and is currently out on bond after posting $14,000 bail. And finally, despite the high cost, the increasing cost of college education, more kids than ever are applying at the University of Florida and other flagship schools in the state and around the country. In the last 11 years, applications to UF have almost doubled. About 46% of those who applied will actually gain admission. Parents should start to see those admission letters coming out second week of February. Well, we are two days past Christmas. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, the 27th. Uh, It has been insane at our house. I don't know how it's been at yours. We had a terrific time celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ Uh, But I have to tell you, in all honesty, it almost killed us. And I don't know uh, why that is so much. I don't know what your experience was this Christmas. I hope it was peaceful and restful. But I have to say this, between entertaining, between being entertained, between trying to get gifts for a 12-year-old and a 7-year-old, trying to make three different services uh, and record video for two more, uh, and my wife having to put together all the presents and get the cards going and everything, I really do find that the war on Christmas is not against Christmas itself. It seems like this year, at least at the Carl household, the war on Christmas was Christmas warring on us. And it started, I mean, right at Thanksgiving. And that started to kind of the clock ticking as we had to get everything prepared, not only for Christmas, but what happens a day or two after Christmas and that what happens the week after Christmas when we head out for our little family vacation and enjoy a good time. Um, and I have to say this. When I say the war on Christmas seems to be against those who celebrate Christmas more and more, it's not a matter of not acknowledging Christmas or something silly like, oh, somebody said happy holidays to me and now there's a war on Christmas and now we say Merry Christmas and the war is over. Uh, at least for us, it just seems like the expectations – for what is supposed to happen during Christmas have gone through the roof. Uh, There's a certain element to this, and maybe it's fueled by social media, where we all have to have the very best Christmas ever. I have to post up on my webpage the awesome presents that we were able to buy for our kids or that incredible Christmas decor that my wife and I set up. Uh, I have to make sure that we let everybody know that the turkey was delicious. And it really does turn into this thing, it seems like, more and more, where Christmas is more about the show than that glow. You know, that glow of the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve when everything is quiet and you're just waiting in expectation for midnight to come and Christmas to get there? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it just was, it was really, really something this year. And we're still kind of decompressing. And then I, I start to think about what that's like for those folks who are in full-time ministry, uh, the pastors and the pastor's wives and the worship leaders and the choir directors and everybody who participates, as we just kind of try to live up to this expectation, this uh, Clark Griswold Christmas vacation expectation of what everything is supposed to look like and everything is supposed to be. I know at our church and we had, and I'm not kidding. We had seven different Christmas Eve services, seven. And uh, of course we want everybody to have the experience that they are looking for at Christmas. We want to give people the opportunity for God to speak to them at Christmas. There are a lot of folks who show up uh, at Christmas to the church door who wouldn't darken the door any other time of year. Maybe they've come to see a grandchild or a niece or a nephew in the Christmas cantata. Or maybe a relative is ill and they want to make sure they have that one last holiday. But in the midst of all of that, they come to find Christ. And so we want to be there for them. One of the things that um, I really enjoyed about this Christmas that took a lot of pressure off for me personally was there was a certain point where I put down the phone. There was a certain point where I stopped taking pictures of every present that was unwrapped, taking a picture of every dish that came out of the oven, every dessert that graced the table. There was a time and a place where I took off, uh, took out the phone, turned it off, put it away, and I just didn't need to take a picture of every moment. I didn't need to memorialize uh, that Point in time where we found out that the stuffing mix that we'd gotten was kind of stinky, and I needed to run out on Christmas Day, and go to uh, two different Walgreens, two CVSs, and a gas station to get five bucks of sto- five boxes of stovetop stuffing. I put the camera away. I at some point, and I think it was about six thirty, quarter or seven on Christmas morning. I realized everything doesn't have to be on Instagram. Everything doesn't have to be on Facebook. Uh, I don't have to. Show everybody what an amazing Christmas time we're having all over the world. I can just actually have that time. And I think, I think as I look back at this, I think that I think that next year, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to do my best to take a few pictures, keep them on my phone, and later on after the meal, after the church service. After the presents opening, after the resting, after the cleaning up the mess, maybe just then, maybe then I will post a few Christmas pictures. But I think next year we'll have a much better time, or I'll have a much better time, I don't know about you, just actually enjoying the moments. Actually just taking time to put down the phone, to put down the expectations, to put down... Uh, all of this baggage that we seem to have attached to Christmas, of what it's supposed to be, of what it's supposed to look like, of how it's supposed to feel, and actually encountering Christmas. The simplicity of it. The story of it. The idea of the Messiah being born in a manger. Getting back to that simple part of Christmas that was so amazing to me when I was 10 years old that point where maybe dad or mom tells a story, there's a church service, we come home, we rest, the next day we open our presents, and that's it. We're not going crazy to get to that moment. And I think the other thing I'm going to put down are some of the expectations that as a parent that that we hold ourselves to for our children. And we are constantly inundated, whether it's by television, increasingly on things like Facebook or Instagram or uh, Twitter, we're constantly inundated. With what the marketing world thinks Christmas should look like. They're happy to say Merry Christmas. They really are. They're happy to commemorate the holiday, but they want to commemorate it with more and more of, of our money, <laughs> which is fine, man. I'm all about the free enterprise. But there has to be a point. There has to be a tipping point where we just say, you know what? I just there's not much more I can do. There there's not much more magic that I can make pop out of my wallet and appear as decorations in my house or lights outside or presents under the tree. There has to be a point where it Christmas kind of becomes fun again. And Christmas becomes more about the people that were with the person that we're remembering most of all. And those experiences, as opposed to uh, just burning up the credit card, burning up our time and resources. That was the big thing for us at Christmas. It wasn't, You know, it wasn't so much uh, the cost of it uh, financially. It was really the cost of all the time that it took, the stress and the pressure that admitted we we placed upon ourselves. We often place upon ourselves to live up to this Hallmark television version of Christmas where everybody makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. They all have a, a snow covered cabin in the Adirondacks. And they all drive up to that cabin to resolve whatever their Christmas stresses are in a, in a uh in a in a, in a, in a, in a you know seventy five thousand dollar s u v There's got to be a point where we get back to just enjoying Christmas at least that's the goal at my house. I don't know how it went for you. I hope it was awesome and and if I sound like I'm grousing too much, we did have a great christmas. We enjoyed some time with family and friends. But uh, leading up and coming back from it, it's, uh, it's been, well, I'm just kind of glad for the new year, <laughs> and here we go with that. Uh, coming up this week here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1, you still have a chance to go to LetstalkFaith.com, and that ministry that's meant so much to you uh, throughout the year, maybe it's focus on the family, uh, maybe it's living truth, uh, maybe it's moving forward, Uh, whatever ministry that is, I can tell you this, end of the year, it would be a wonderful thing for you to share with that ministry a gift, an end-of-the-year gift, uh, something that you can, uh, of course, write off your taxes going into 2018 and something that you can say, you know what, over the last year, this ministry has really impacted me. Or maybe you'd like to uh, continue to help with Heart for Lebanon. We still, through December 31st, are offering that opportunity for you to reach out in the name of Christ, to children who've been made orphan or refugee by the Syrian Civil War. Really, children who, for the very first time, just uh, within a stone's throw of that uh, manger in Bethlehem, have never heard of Jesus Christ and have a chance to do that and have a chance to, to know of his radical love before a different, darker kind of radicalism gets to them. You can do that at Let's Talk Faith.com. Click the Heart for Lebanon banner. Well, some good news uh coming up. We're gonna talk about it next here on the uh, Bill Bunkley Show, the New Year's the Christmas week into New Year's edition as Bill is off with his family. There are some benefits. If you were thinking about a private school education for your child, there are definitely some benefits to you going into the next school year with tax uh reform. This new tax reform bill has its critics, has its proponents. There are some things that, mm, I don't know. But one of the great things about this has to do with funding your child's education, how you fund it, vehicles for funding it like the 529, and how you can now use those vehicles in ways that you couldn't before. There's a new opportunity with the 529 account that we haven't seen before. And I'm going to tell you about that next as I'm in for Bill Bunkley today. A little bit later on today as well, we're going to talk with Dr. Evan Burroughs. He's the uh, senior pastor at First Baptist Church of College Hill. There's something about New Year's at his church and a lot of predominantly African-American churches that I never really understood or, well, quote unquote, got until he sat down with me and we talked through it. And I'm kind of uh, I think it's a neat story. So we're going to share that. Coming up as well during the program today. And of course, you're always welcome to join in too. Thanks so much for listening to The Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. You're listening to Faith Talk 570 910, FM 102.1, and we will be right back.
4: Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free.
3: Hot dog, it's Wednesday. What's so great about that? Well, if you have a ceiling fan to install or a faulty switch or just something with your electric system that needs fixing, you've been putting it off. You can call Mr. Sparky to come out today and you'll save $59 off the service fee for the visit. Call now.
5: You don't have to put up with any
6: malarkey. Call 888-8 Sparky.
7: Thinking about life insurance?
1: Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. And the benefit of the trust is no probate, no guardianship, quick, easy, fast, efficient, and and private documents. And uh, in this case, we provide for each of them for the rest of their life with some security factor there, and also provide for their children. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com.
3: Is blue? Hey, welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show. It is the 27th of December. Big birthday month at my house, <laughs> unfortunately, for two sisters, my brother and my mom. Let's see. Susan was December 15th. Kristen was December 21st. Mom is December 26th, two days ago, or rather yesterday. And my brother Bob is the 27th, which is also uh, our wedding anniversary. Missy and I, 19 years. So all of that <laughs> kind of looks like here's Christmas. Here's all that other stuff in the background. We're going to do our uh, anniversary. I think like I think we do our anniversary in uh, ostensibly usually Valentine's Day. And then if we mess that up, we find another time of the year to celebrate. The only thing it, is that this year we'll be heading to our 20th year. So we want to do something really, really awesome, just Missy and I. And I haven't quite figured that out yet. Can I tell you, though, that, that Iceland was actually a, a country's name that came up? Mm-hmm. Maybe next year we drop the kids off in Atlanta with the sister-in-law. We drop off. We head to a flight to New York. We jump on a plane and a few days in Iceland, A, because it's not very expensive, B, because I want to go to those hot springs in Iceland and see what that is all about, the northern lights and everything. And the other part of it is I don't know anybody who says out loud, you know what? Iceland, that's where I'm going. So I think Missy and I may do that for our 20th. We'll have to wait and see. Well, a lot of folks this week are just taking a deep breath. This week uh, of Christmas is just such an odd week, isn't it? It's uh, You have you have Christmas Eve on Sunday, you have Christmas Day Monday, yesterday the 26th, and then it's kind of like most everybody's either on vacation or taking a few days off the roads. There's not a lot of traffic. It's just it's it's not a holiday, but it's not back to normal. And I'll tell you who really takes a break and a breather at least a, a bit during this time. It's worship leaders. Uh, All those folks who since late October have been planning for Christmas services, uh, pulling together the band, pulling together the choir, getting the kids choir going, uh, making sure that all the props are up in the church, that the decorations are ready to go, that the sound man has the cues. And I mean, up late at night, burning the midnight oil, trying to get all this stuff straight. Christmas uh, Eve comes on a Sunday this year, so multiple services, multiple different iterations of that service. Maybe the 5 p.m. service was just for the kids. Maybe the light night service has more of a, a solemn tone to it. Maybe the morning service, we sang a lot of Christmas carols. All of that into consideration. And if you are a worship leader, uh, my bet is that right now, if I were a betting man, you are tired to the bone. And you know what? We get it. We get that you could probably use an opportunity to just be refreshed, to have somebody speak into your ministry, not so much from a performance standpoint, but from a discipleship standpoint, from a, from a spiritual emphasis standpoint, a chance to get your spiritual gas tank refilled. I just want to let you know that that opportunity is coming up January 29th at uh, South Tampa Fellowship, the Ballast Point Campus in South Tampa. Of course, that makes sense. It is uh, Calibrate. The worship team event. If you are a worship leader, if you sing on the worship team, whatever it is that you have to do with the worship, listen, if you're running the sound, if you're cueing the lights, you need to be at this event at South Tampa Fellowship. Matt Marr will be the lead artist, worship leader. He's a singer-songwriter. He does a song, His Grace is Enough. Uh, Meredith Andrews will be there. Josh Wilson, uh, Bethel Music's worship leader, singer-songwriter. Corey Asbury will be there. Caleb Miller. And this is an opportunity to listen. This is an all-day event, begins in the morning, runs through the afternoon. This is an opportunity for you to receive some spiritual care, to be loved on a little bit. And uh, your admission not only includes uh, corporate worship sessions and speaker sessions. We're going to give you a lunch. We're going to give you snacks and refreshments. You're going to get a T-shirt. You get the T-shirt. How about that? Uh, and audio of all those sessions will be delivered to you post-event. It really is a neat thing, and I hope to see you there. Calibrate the worship event in Tampa, South Tampa Fellowship, January 29th. Go ahead and sign up now. You need to do that, okay? You need to sign up now at uh, calibrateworship.com slash Tampa. That's calibrateworship.com slash Tampa. We would love to see you there. So I'm right in the car this this afternoon before I came in to do the program, and I'm listening to some business news, uh, and they're talking taxes, they're talking tax reform, what are some of the provisions of the new tax package uh, that's coming out in the new year, what are the advantages, the disadvantages. If you have a child, and you'd like to place that child in a private, maybe a private Christian school, K through 12th grade, there is a new provision. If you have a five twenty nine tax free education account, that used to be just for that used to be just for college. That's all you could do with it. You'd plunk some money in it, you'd have that uh, building and growing at a modest rate, accruing value. And then when you're ready for Johnny or Susie to go to college, you could take the funds out of that five twenty nine tax free to pay for the schooling. Well, guess what? That is now available for uh, pre-K through 12th grade, if you want to send your child to a private Christian school and you've already established a 529, or maybe you have a a grandma or grandpa who's established that 529 and loaded it up pretty good, you could put that child in Christian school and pay for that with funds from the 529 uh, tax-free. It's just an incredible opportunity. I think it's one of those things, too, especially with a lot of high schools now offering dual enrollment, say, like Bayshore Christian School, which is one of our partners uh, for uh, half-price tuition, you could actually pay for that out of the 529. Your child could be dual enrolled in college while going to Bayshore Christian, and when they graduate, have two years of college or so nailed, and then the rest of that 529 you could actually use to pay for that last two years. It's an amazing opportunity And uh, to partner that with half-price tuitions is just kind of a no-brainer. Again, if you have a 529, it's just an amazing opportunity because now you can use those funds tax-free to pay for a private school education, a faith-based education. So you couple that with half-off tuitions at christiantuitions.com, and we're talking about schools like First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy. Uh, We're talking about Land O'Lakes Christian School, Providence Christian School. Uh, We're looking at uh, Bayshore Christian School, Citrus Park, all these different Christian schools in our community that offer half-price tuition at ChristianTuitions.com, by the way. Uh, You can also use your 529 account now to pay for that, to pay for the costs that are related to that. You get the books, all that kind of stuff, the tuition, uh, the costs, and uh, you can get that at half-price when you go to ChristianTuitions.com. I just think that's an amazing piece of news right there, that you could do that, that you could— uh, conceivably, uh, pay for that half price tuition and use your 529, and then the funds that you've saved up in that come out tax free. And what a benefit that would be going into 2018. ChristianTuitions.com is the website. So, yeah, again, some of this tax reform, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's going to sunset in a few years, and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do then. But right now, if you've got a 529 and you can use that to pay for a Christian education, For your kid, kind of sounds like a no-brainer to me. It's something that we'll be looking into at the Carl household. Also, I want to let you know that uh, coming up later on this hour, we're going to talk with Dr. Evan Burroughs. He's a senior pastor of First Baptist Church of College Hill, predominantly African-American congregation here in our community, and has been here for decades. What a great church body. You hear him... Gaining Ground, Saturday afternoons at 4 o'clock. He'll be on to talk about Watch Night services at First Baptist Church of College Hill. What Watch Night really is and why it's of such significance to the African-American church. It's one of those things, to be honest with you, I would see uh, advertisements for Watch Night services. I'd see notices for that, and I'd be like, okay, it's New Year's Eve, but what does that mean? There is a meaning to it. We're going to talk about it later on today during the Bill Bunkley Show. Thanks for listening.
8: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. As snow continues to pile up in Erie, Pennsylvania, forecasters warned of frigid sub zero Arctic air and dangerously cold wind chills in much of the country as well. A storm in Erie brought more than 62.9 inches since December 23rd, and an additional two to four inches was in today's forecast. Wind chill advised, warnings in effect for all of North Dakota and Wisconsin, several other states also, parts of South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan, and Indiana and into the northeast to New England, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York, all affected. Americans were a bit less confident in the economy this month than they were last month, but their spirits remained high during the holiday shopping season, and when it's all tallied up, it is expected to have been a record year for holiday retailers. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 28 points. This is SRN News. Dear
9: Jesus, good thing that you're born at night because this world seems dark sometimes the whole world seems on edge kind of mad and dark lord jesus you entered the dark world of your day this christmas please enter ours we're looking for our star
1: merry christmas faith talk 570 online at letstalkfaith.com are you looking for direction in your life Here's today's Pathway Minute
0: with Dr. Robert Jeffress.
10: As you know, there were dozens of prophecies in the Old Testament about this coming one, the Messiah. Let me remind you about one of those prophecies about Christ coming. It was written 700 years before the fact. It's found in Micah 5, verse 2. You know it well. But as for you, God said, Bethlehem Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will go forth for me to be the ruler in Israel. His goings forth were from long ago, from the days of eternity. Jesus would not be born in the center of political power, Rome. Or the center of religious power, Jerusalem. He would be born in this no-account dusty village called Bethlehem.
1: Pathway Minute is produced by Pathway to Victory. To access the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org.
3: Bill Carl here. If you're a member of the worship team at your church, join us January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship for Calibrate, the worship team event featuring Matt Marr, Meredith Andrews, Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury, and Caleb Miller. Be encouraged in your calling to lead others to worship. Calibrate, the worship team event, January 29th at South Tampa Fellowship. Register today at calibrateworship.com.
6: What I love about First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy is that it is a school in the sense that they have academics, but more so it's a family.
1: What if your child learned more in school than just the answers to the next test?
6: I know that what my kids are getting is not only a great education, but they're getting the spiritual and the biblical foundations that they're going to need that will help them navigate life. First
10: Baptist Brandon Christian
3: Academy offers strong academics, technology opportunities, and starting in the 2018-2019
2: school year, free VPK. But more than that, they help children build a firm foundation in Christ. Your child belongs at First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, serving birth through eighth grade.
11: They teach them things that I would want them to be taught, and they bring it home. They come home singing, they come home telling us their Bible verses, and they're excited about it.
0: First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy, from birth
2: through eighth grade. You can connect at fbbca.org. That's fbbca.org.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. I'm Bill Carl, in for Bill Bunkley this week, and joining us on the phone is Jack Hibbard with Heart for Lebanon, uh, one of the members of the board there. Jack, I thought of you several times, and the folks at Heart for Lebanon uh, throughout Christmas. One of those was actually during a Christmas service. I was uh, narrating the Christmas story, and uh, we were talking about Jesus and the manger and the quiet of the night, and it reminded me of the stories that we were telling during our time with you a few weeks ago with Tom Adama uh, when we talked about you know just a, a day's, really less than a day's drive from that setting, that manger in Bethlehem. Children who've been driven out into the night through civil war in Syria, are really encountering those same difficult conditions. I mean, living in little better than stables. And I thought of you then, and I also thought of you uh, coming up following that. And and I thought of uh, the efforts that we made through our listeners here in Tampa. I know that close to $10,000 we were able to raise for Heart for Lebanon. And I got my Mm -hmm. note uh, from you guys this week in the mail with a thank you in it. And I was so touched that it was hand-signed by Tom Adama. I just thought that was the coolest
2: well we we surely appreciate the partnership bill and are grateful for what we've been able to accomplish uh, together as you know uh, the need is huge uh, and so uh, while we're super excited about what we were able to accomplish we also are taken back by the need um you know we've talked about this before 52% of all the refugees are under the age of 18 in Lebanon and when you're talking about a number of refugees that are you know north of 2 million that's a lot of kids. Mm. And so um, we we have many, many more kids that need to be a part of our Hope Center than we have room for. And, you know, the partnership that we've had together helps uh, us create that room. But, but we've got a long way to go. And so I would just say if there are folks that are listening right now that say, hey, you know, I heard you talking about that, but uh, I wasn't able to be a part of it. I think part of the message we want to share today is it's not too late.
3: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we're coming up on the new year, but we have a couple of days left. And if you wanted to participate and thought that was over, we were talking about a Christmas gift of $98. You can make that a late gift. You know, we all have those mm-hmm. gifts that we meant to get out that either we couldn't get on Amazon fast enough or we were looking through a pile of stuff uh, yesterday morning. And, uh-oh, uh, that one didn't make it to the mailbox so you can make your late gift at eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. 873 A gift of $98 provides an experience uh, with Heart for Lebanon for 18 children. They are fed. They are ministered to. They are provided with an education. Uh, they'll learn English, Arabic, math, science, reading. And more than that, they have a chance to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just a day's drive from where we see that story begin with the birth of a baby in a manger. Again, that number is 877-873-0190. You can also click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. A nice year-end gift would be such a blessing, and it would be mm-hmm. really great if uh, if we could have 10 of you right now go to the phone. Would you be the first of 10 and make that gift of $98? Again, that number is 877-873-0190. So uh, Jack joins us, Jack Hibbard from uh, Heart for Lebanon. Jack, I was looking at the weather forecast across the country this week, and now here in Florida, yes, it's a bone-chilling 67 degrees. I think we got up to 78. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even say that to you. But around the country, freezing conditions, what's happening right now in Lebanon? Lebanon.
2: Yeah, well, let me just say this. I, I, I'm talking to you today from the Philadelphia area. It's 27 degrees at, at the moment, so uh, it, it's uh, that that uh, that hurt. That, that weather report from Florida, but uh, yeah, Bill. You know, I my heart is really heavy at this time of the year for our our refugee families that we serve, particularly in the Bekaa Valley. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know this about Lebanon. In fact, I think most people, when they think about the Middle East, they think about you know sort of an arid, dry. A desert-like area. You know, Lebanon's a lot like California, really, honestly. You've got the mountains on one side, the ocean on the other. And in between the mountains sits the Bekaa Valley. Now, we've talked about this before, but that Bekaa Valley is very close to the Syrian border. And it's where most of the refugees, the poorest of the poor, have walked over the mountains and settled into farmer's fields there, um, sometimes as far as the eye can see, Bill. But at this time of the year it becomes particularly dangerous uh, for these families because, you know, these refugee tent settlements, they don't have any heat, no running water, no toilets. You know, I mean, this is, this is these are really, really rough conditions. And believe it or not, at this time of the year, there's snow on the ground in the mm. Valley. In fact, uh, we had our first major snowstorm there just a couple of weeks ago, about four weeks ahead of schedule. So we're already scrambling to get, um, you know, some kind of uh, portable heating uh, into these refugee tents, a blankets, um, a shelter for these people who are really, really suffering at this time of the year. And that's why these hope centers become even more important because uh, Bill, they give the kids a chance to to get out of these tough conditions. If it's only for a couple of hours a day, you know, four or five hours a day, these kids get a place where they they not only get to, to learn, but just get the basic necessity of being warm mm. for a couple of hours. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's there, too, that they get loved on by a staff that loves Jesus and is able to share the gospel with them. And, and that's what these gifts make possible. Uh, you know, it's not just um, education. That's a wonderful thing, and it's the door that opens uh, so much, so many other things for us. Uh, that education, obviously, is important because it's going to give these kids an opportunity of a future. Uh, but the real future and the real hope that these kids are getting uh, they're getting from you know weekly chapels. They're getting from biblical character curriculum. They're getting from teachers who love Jesus, who are able to pour the gospel into these kids. And, and honestly, the lives that are being changed is just amazing. Uh, your listeners are making that happen with their gifts, their year-end gifts, right now.
3: That phone number is eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. Eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. I'm Bill Carl with Jack Hibbert from Heart for Lebanon. Uh, We had talked uh, before Christmas about the need in that part of the world and how your gift goes to bring 18 kids, your gift of $98, 18 kids into a Heart for Lebanon center where they can be blessed, where they can be educated, fed, where they can learn about Christ and uh, see their lives changed by the radical love of Jesus. And I was mentioning this uh, earlier, Jack, you, you have the radical love of Christ uh, versus a darker kind of radicalism that we're trying to avoid. And I, I just salute you. And we're so grateful for what God is doing through Heart for Lebanon. Let me give you that phone number again 877 That's 877 Or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. And, Jack, of course, there is a benefit to making that year-end gift. Before we get to December 31st or January 1st, rather, folks can make that gift, and that's a deductible gift going into the new year uh, on taxes. I think it's important to also mention, and Tom Adama brought this up, uh, you guys made four stars on Charity Navigator. That is no small feat. It's not something that yep. you can buy. It's not like it's not like saying, "Hey, we're the Who's Who among charities because we bought an ad in the Who's Who book." You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can only earn that. You can't
2: buy that. Yeah, we're we're incredibly blessed by that, Bill. I mean, that really is just from uh, God's hand. To be honest with you, we're told we're the only evangelical uh, ministry in the country of Lebanon with a four star rating. Ninety two uh, cents. Out of every dollar goes directly into ministry. Uh, so with that stamp of approval, I hope people understand that as they give that year-end tax-deductible gift, uh, fully tax-deductible, um, they are giving to an organization that, that, that they can trust. And uh, that's, a, that's a huge blessing to be able to have that rating and to be able to be you know, accredited by third-party uh, people who are, are taking a hard look at everything that we're doing and uh, knowing that everything's been done uh, with the utmost integrity. So, you know, I would challenge people as you're thinking about that year-end gift. Uh, you know, maybe it's been a been a just a great year for your business or for you personally, and um, and as you consider maybe your year-end giving, I, I hope that you will consider a gift that truly will will change your life. I mean, we're Bill. We're just seeing incredible stories in the lives of these kids. Um, I, I, I think of of um, a kid. We'll call Manny. We'll give him that English name. Uh, one of the toughest kids that i think we ever saw come into our hope center um, in fact when manny was asked he, he came to our hope center when he was asked what he wanted to be when, when he grew up we asked the kids that all the time he said i want to be a terrorist you know that struck fear into everybody's heart to just well actually this sadness uh, and fear but you know if you think about it for Manny, in a country of syria it's all he ever knew that's all he ever saw was violence mm. and hatred and radicalization so You can hardly blame a child for for just mimicking what he's seen all his life. So he says he wants to be a terrorist. But, you know, as Manny got to um, have the opportunity to come to the love center, have the opportunity to learn, and more importantly, have the opportunity for the first time ever in his life to hear about Jesus, who came to love him, who came to this earth as a baby that first Christmas, to save him, uh, Manny surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. And the really cool thing now is when you ask him, (laughs) what he wants to be, he'll tell you now he wants to be a police officer. Wow. I mean, that's change. That's total change in a child's heart. And that's the kind of thing that we're seeing as people um, give these gifts to help these kids uh, have a hope and a future. They're really turning, uh, Bill, uh, desperate situations, kids who come to us in despair. I mean, most of these kids have seen more in their lifetime and have experienced more heartache in their lifetime than, than any adult should ever have to deal with. And these kids come to us in really desperate situations, and um, they're finding real hope, real joy, real gladness in Jesus Christ at these hope centers. And that's what people are making happen today.
3: Well, we love hearing that, and that's why for now two years uh, in a row we have partnered with you at Heart for Lebanon. Our listeners have invested their hearts in prayer. And they've put forth that treasure and resource to make it happen for these kids. And, you know, as we come to these last days of the year, it's time uh, for you to maybe make that gift. To go to the phone and call 877 873 Your gift of $98 for the end of the year helps bring food and a Christian education to 18 refugee children, refugee children at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. Again, that number is 877 I love, Jack, hearing these stories of transformation in the lives of these kids. As you go into 2018, what are some of the goals? What's the vision as you move forward?
2: You know, I think, um, you know, you say, what what are the goals and what's the vision? I mean, like I said, we want to reach as many kids as we possibly can. And that's a huge, huge statement in and of itself, just because of the pure need of these children. But, boy, when you get to see <laughs> these lives being changed, you just want to see more of it. And that's what we're asking God to enable us to do in these days ahead. And I... You know, I would say the other thing, you know, we, we, we've asked for money, and my heart is thrilled, Bill. Well, you know, when I think about the fact that we've provided for well over 100 classrooms now, you know, that, that, is, a, that is an incredible thing that just thrills my heart. When you think about the logic that representing, you know, 18 kids, the average class size. So, mm. you know, just do the math. We, we've had a huge impact together in our partnership. Um, but, but, you know, when you get the opportunity like I have to be there three times in the last 18 months and see these kids and see the lives that are being changed, you just want to be able to do more. And I would say that even though we've asked people to, to stand with us financially, and we need that desperately, we need that as we approach the end of this year, I would ask also your listeners to pray. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the big thing that we need for 2018, more than anything else, because we need people to stand with us in prayer, that God will continue to, to, to have peace in Lebanon, You know, a country that really has not known peace throughout its history, but here we are in a 15-year uh, period almost where where we've been without war now. And that's an incredible blessing from the Lord, because it's given us the opportunity to freely share uh, the gospel. And so I'd ask listeners to continue to pray that God would protect us, uh, protect our staff there. Uh, Most of them, uh, in fact, only one American, and you met him, Bill, (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, uh, Tom Adam on staff, everybody else indigenous to that area. Uh, So we need God's uh, unique protection on that. And we need peace to continue so that um, he'll enable us to continue to reach these boys and girls uh, with the saving grace of Jesus Christ.
3: Amen. Well, uh, Jack, we appreciate you calling Jack Hibbard from Heart for Lebanon. We appreciate the ministry and your gift right now of $98 helps 18 of these children make it into a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center to have food and education and to be taught Christian values, have the gospel shared with them. That number is 877 873 You can click the Heart for Lebanon banner at LetstalkFaith.com And again that number 877-873-0190 Jack if I don't talk to you before then Happy New Year Thanks for calling And thank you for listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1 We'll be back in just a moment
4: Seaman Collop, stationed in Bahrain right now with the U.S. Navy. I want to say uh, Happy New Year to my mom and dad back home in Bushnell, Florida.
1: I'm A.O.N.C. Joseph Lertola, 559th Medical Wing, San Antonio, Texas. Just want to wish my family Lertola's Happy Holidays in Newport, Richie, Florida.
7: I'm Major Soraya Jameson, deployed to the Middle East from McDill Air Force Base. I wanted to wish my family and friends Happy
6: New Year. I love you, and I'll see you soon.
3: Brought to you in the spirit of service by Hungry Howie's Flavored Crust Pizza and Faith Talk 570, online at letstalkfaith.com.
9: For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant
8: Jesus by doing this. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and that's Wintley Phipps portraying the Apostle Peter in the new Breathe Audio Bible. Wintley and I are just two of the nearly 100 voices you'll hear in this remarkably vivid, dramatic audio presentation of the New Testament. You know... Even on my most hectic day, I need to be able to have a personal encounter with my Savior. The Breathe Audio Bible helps me get away from the noise of this world and be transported into the world of the Bible. Through the voice talents of people who have a passion and heart for the Bible, like Corbin Blue, Jesse McCartney, Bailey Madison, and John Reese Davies, the life-changing message of the Bible comes alive. To secure your copy of the Breathe Audio Bible and begin your Bible
11: journey, visit breathebible.com. That's
8: breathebible.com.
11: Have you plugged in a pest-free to read your home of rats, mice and even aid in the control of cockroaches yet? If not, why not? Unlike ongoing expensive chemical treatments or those ultrasonic devices that require one or more per empty room, Plug-in Pest-Free works along the wiring of your home where pests normally nest and breed, deep inside your walls, cupboards, basement and attic. About the size of a nightlight, Plug-in Pest Free is non-toxic, chemical-free and cost-effective designed to last for years. With a model to suit every home size, Plug-in Pest Free has you covered. So what are you waiting for? Turn your home into a no-go zone. Plug-in Pest Free today and start driving those pests away. Log on to GoPestFree.com, use promo code 20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's GoPestFree.com, promo code 20. Don't spray and regret. Plug it in and forget at gopestfree.com. Gopestfree.com today.
5: This is Lon Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. It's been an eventful year in American politics, but don't let the hype distract from the reality. It's also been a year of significant accomplishments for the Republican Congress and, yes, President Donald Trump. Congress passed significant legislation to cut taxes for many middle-class taxpayers, make our economy more competitive and set the groundwork for long-term gains in wages, job creation, and economic growth. The tax cut bill also dealt a big blow to Obamacare by neutering the law's unpopular individual mandate. President Trump has worked with congressional Republicans to cut red tape and the size of the bureaucratic state. He's also appointed conservative judges, including Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch, who will interpret the Constitution with deference to what's actually in it, not what they think should be in it. With the new year comes yet another election and more challenges for lawmakers on Capitol Hill and President Trump but let's take a moment as 2017 draws to a close to acknowledge that much good work has been done and to give credit where it's due. I'm Lon He Chen.
12: Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of
1: all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon, on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. Welcome
3: back to the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl, filling in this week between Christmas and New Year's. With me is Dr. Evan Burroughs. He's the senior pastor at First Baptist Church of College Hill, host of Gaining Ground, Saturday afternoons at 4 here on Faith Talk 579.10 and FM 102.1. And Dr. Burroughs, glad you could join us. I saw uh, some folks talking about watch night services. And I know that a lot of churches have something on New Year's Eve, but in African-American churches, it's a little something special, and I was hoping you could talk about that.
12: Well, um, it, it, historically, it goes back to the Emancipation Proclamation. And um, January 1 was going to be freedom for us. The day. And so what, what has been said is that especially those who were um, you know, out of D.C., out in the, the other areas, waiting for the news to come, but also they, they, they were up waiting for that tick of the clock. And so really, so the stroke of midnight, now, now we're free. The Emancipation Proclamation, and so that, over the years, has become just a very uh, important part of the, the life of the community. And, you know, the church has always been a, a big part of that. So um, we don't even advertise for um, watch night service. Um, you know, they come to say, Pastor, you know, are we going to... Uh, nah, we really don't need to. If we advertise, we're just not going to have a place to put the people anyway. Um, so there's always an overflow crowd uh for the watch night service and uh in in our church we we try to time it so that we're we're actually praying at the stroke of midnight wow um so that you know so we and so whenever I, I try to make sure my message ends uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just just prior to um to the uh, the stroke of midnight but it is it it is just um something that I grew up with even though I didn't grow up here in America it it's actually um a big deal in 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 many of the Caribbean countries as well the um the 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 watch night service and so yeah it it's it's energized um if if people have not been to church all year they're going to try to make it for watch night
3: so with an african american churches i know that in churches across the country regardless of in the the racial makeup of their congregations uh, that you know, Christmas Eve is usually a big evangelistic opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people who haven't darkened the door of a church right. in years. Oh, I'm going to go see, you know, Junior <laughs> in the Christmas cantata. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. My granddaughter's baby is baby Jesus in the manger. And then you have a chance as a pastor to lead them to the Lord. Is there any of that within the watch night service? Oh, Do you yes. take that oh, as an
12: opportunity? Seriously, because you know that ma- many of these people, like we said, and not making fun of them, they, they have not been... At church, very much, or maybe even at all. And and many come out of ritual. Many come just because that's what we do. But some also come because at that time of year, they're trying to kind of get their life back on track. They, you know, you look back over your last 12 months, and this has happened, and the next thing has happened, and, and I, I need God to bless me. I need something to change in my life. And so as a preacher, I, I use that opportunity to to present a clear gospel uh, message and really the call is to call those that don't know Christ uh, to salvation in that message. So I, I would not trade watch night service for anything. It it is one of those it's it's like a funeral almost in, in terms of the opportunity to present Christ to those who are not typically there. Talking with
3: Dr. Evan Burrows of First Baptist Church of College Hill and the host of Gaining Ground weekends here on Faith Talk five seventy nine ten FM one oh two point one about watch night services.
12: Coming up this New year's Eve, what time are you starting? We start at ten o'clock and so we we start out with a big old but about a half an hour to forty minute concert mm-hmm. uh our our uh, mass choir we call it all we combine all of our choirs together and they 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 do a um a sync some years we use outside uh musicians or others to do that and it's sort of just to warm up the crowd so to speak right so we get there at, at ten and um around about ten thirty you know 10:40, uh, then we actually start in earnest um, the service, mm-hmm. and it's it's a pretty much a a typical uh, service, except for we we try to bring in testimonies uh, of the year, we we do uh, reflections of of activities of the churches, give people a, a sense of um, some stuff that went on during the year that that was really significant in the life of the church, and then there's more music and then uh, the message, so. Over the last several years, we've used the opportunity with technology and whatnot to actually interview um, different members of our church and have, have that played uh, as a part of the service. And we've had some tremendous response to that. People uh, not necessarily recently saved, but their testimony that's compelling, um, and we've, we've been able to do that. So that, that makes up the night, and it goes by really, really, really quickly. Now, uh, afterwards, how soon are you able to feel your head hit the pillow? It depends, you know so it, it, it depends. one, uh, there was a time when we actually tried to serve a breakfast at the church following the watch night service. But as the church grew, it just became... It's too much breakfast. Yeah, yeah, it became... (laughs) So now we just um, go out and give Denny's a a try. (laughs) Tip your waitress. Yeah, tip your waitress tonight. So it depends. so uh, there have been occasions where after the service, you know, I'll go out with a group. You know, some of us will go out and Mm. eat at a restaurant. Or I've had members who have said, Pastor, come on over and... And, and have a early morning mm. uh, breakfast with us. And then there have been occasions where I've said, baby, we're going home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks
3: uh, so much. We've had Dr. Uh, Evan Burroughs on with us here on Faith Talk, 570-910-FM-102.1. They don't advertise watch night services. Somebody wanted to show up. You'd be okay with that? Oh, yeah.
12: Yeah, I, I said we don't advertise it, but there's not a problem. I mean, show <laughs> up. Please, come. Enjoy You're allowed. It. You want some great music, some awesome uh, fellowship, uh, We just have a great time.
3: Thank you, Dr. Burroughs. And thank you so much for listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. I'm Bill Carl. We'll be back with more of The Bill Bunkley Show in just a few minutes, right after the news, here on Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1. happy to be at the game today you know who's not happy your buddy pete stuck at home doing the laundry with his wife who loves soap operas pete should have taken advantage of sun country cleaners wash dry and fold service with 38 convenient locations in tampa bay and delivery pete could be here dealing with overtime at the ballpark instead of dealing with an overflowing hamper. sun country cleaners let us do the laundry while you do life online at
1: suncountrycleaners.com Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
6: News this hour from townhall.com, I'm Val Dior.
0: Right now it's being investigated as a homicide. That's
6: about all that Troy, New York Police Captain Daniel DeWolf had to say to WNYT-TV as police investigate four bodies found in a residential neighborhood along the Hudson River just north of Albany.
0: Unfortunately, it's horrible. Terrible, sad, sad, especially at this time of year that there's four uh, deceased folks in there. And uh, we're going to do uh, everything we can to, to look into this and, and get to the bottom of what happened here.
6: Police say the deaths are certainly suspicious. Slightly more people signed contracts in November to buy homes.
9: The National Association of Realtors says pending sales went up just 0.2% last month as the housing market coped with a dwindling supply of properties on the market. The association says its index of pending home sales was 109.5 in November. The modest increase follows a 3.5% increase in October. In November, the number of signed contracts rose in the Northeast and Midwest, but slumped in the South and West. Jeremy House
6: reporting the pending sales index has improved just 0.8% over the past year, as would-be buyers are finding that fewer homes are listed for sale. First came the snow, and then holy cow, the bitter cold wind over parts of the Great Lakes. Meteorologist Brian Hurley at the National Weather Service. What
10: really helps uh, with the lake effect machine, if you will, is the fact that uh, this this. The pattern has been pretty consistent, pretty persistent, I should say, pretty stagnant. So the wind direction is pretty similar, Uh, generally out of the west, maybe a little bit of uh, west-northwest, maybe west-southwest. But what it's doing is, given the orientation of Lake Erie in Ontario.
6: A lake effect storm dropping at least five feet of snow on upstate New York. It will be a bitter cold ringing in the new year in New York City. And most of the Northeast, dangerous cold. On Wall Street today, uh, the Dow ending up 28, to the S&P up 2, NASDAQ ending up 3. More on these stories. Townhall.com.
7: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're
0: probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. 4880 or go to selectquote.com since 1985
1: we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states
6: Hawaii's Christmas could translate into a few extra greenbacks for some holiday shoppers in New England.
1: The Portsmouth Herald reports that roughly 400
8: Springer's Jewelers customers in Maine and New Hampshire are due for a refund of purchases between November 24th and December 9th if it snowed six inches or more on Christmas Day in the Portsmouth area. All told, more than $900,000 is on the line, courtesy of the Let It Snow promotion. Weather Analytics is conducting the official measurements Customers will get the final word on January
6: 5th. Correspondent Rich Thomason, a Minnesota couple delivered their baby on the side of a road while rushing to the hospital on Christmas Day, just two minutes after mom's water broke. Taylor and Hannah Lindeman uh, tell the Star Tribune that they were forced to pull over along Highway 8. Taylor Lindeman says they were on the way to St. Paul Hospital in minus two degree weather, but the baby had other plans. They gave birth to a daughter. This is Town Hall News. Shoppers who were feeling good about the economy and spending more than expected this holiday season. That's good news for retailers, some of which have had few reasons to be merry. Customer Growth Partners says shoppers are spending at a pace not seen since the Great Recession. And the National Retail Federation predicts sales will meet or exceed the trade group's holiday forecast. Shopper Vix Garner was doing her part to boost Macy's bottom line. There was a couple of things I really wanted and a couple of random things that we didn't really need but we liked and bought. The day after Christmas is considered the fourth largest shopping day of the year. Julie Walker, New York. Americans were a bit less confident this month than last but our spirits remained high during the holiday shopping season so maybe we'll see a revision. The conference board says its consumer confidence index dipped to 122.1 in December from a revised 128.6 in November. This is Town Hall News.
3: This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel.
1: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN.
4: Our rights come from nature and God and not from government.
11: History will
8: record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose ...are the true in the living God.
0: And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley.
3: Welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show, beginning the 5 o'clock hour here on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1. Bill, Tony, and Zach snuck off for a little bit of a Christmas vacation, much well-deserved, and uh, will be with us uh, back again next week. So thankful to have you with us. It's kind of such a, a strange time, isn't it? That time that we have between uh, Christmas and New Year's, and it's kind of a no-man's land, so to speak, holiday-wise. You're just kind of getting everything cleaned up, the, the presents, uh, the wrapping papers out at the uh, the curb. You're wondering if the garbage man is going to come today, uh, if they're going to get here before all the leftovers didn't quite make it uh <laughs> are out there and begin to, well, you know. You, you just want to make sure that the garbage man comes, and then maybe you're— standing in the return lines trying to figure all that out. Uh, We went to the store uh, yesterday. We had a little bit of time to ourselves, Missy and I, and the neighbor watched the kids and uh, ended up uh, going over to one of the big department stores trying to buy a little bit of winter gear. We're going to actually experience real winter here next week. We're going to see some snow up in North Carolina. And at any rate, uh, we got a couple of great deals. Everything was looking good. And then we got to the checkout line. And I'm not kidding. That thing was probably a forty-five-minute wait, and I looked right at my wife, Missy, and I said, "No, no, I just, I just cannot do it. I just, I'm a patient man. I'm a good man. Forty-five minutes is uh, not in my genes to be able to wait to buy these jeans." And so she is so smart. She went. She took all of the stuff that we were going to buy. It was all on hangers, by the way. And she went to the very, like the very back of the store where there was a hanger rack and it was a budding kind of a pillar. So uh, you could kind of, the, the, the rack was kind of set up in such a way that she put all of the stuff there that she wanted. And then she pushed it back a certain way. And she said, don't worry about it. In a couple of hours, I'll come back. I'll take care of everything. And so we went and got some lunch, went home. I took over the kids. She went back poof everything was there that's why i married missy cuz she's absolutely brilliant and you can pray for her and you can pray for a lot of moms right now and dads too who are trying to recover after christmas just about took them out yeah you know, they talk about i talked about this in the last segment they talk about the war on christmas and i would contend that there really has never been a war on christmas there's a few people who wanted to say happy holidays that's about it the war that we have is how marketing has kind of taken christmas away And the spiritual significance and the ability to relax and enjoy that holiday. There seems to be so much inductive pressure because we see all these marketing images that begin as far back. I mean, I saw Christmas stuff in the store right next to uh, Jack-o'-lanterns mid-October. And we find ourselves in this position where it's like, oh, we have to have the perfect Christmas. It has to look just like Hallmark. Why did you watch those Hallmark Christmas movies? They began back in August. And why everybody has a ski chalet in the mountains and a $75,000 SUV to get there in the snow with and work out all of their personal issues over gourmet dinner uh, and uh, skiing uh, with all the folks down at Sun Valley. And there's a certain point where you go, you know what, I I just can't sustain it pressure-wise. I can't put together a Christmas That looks like everybody else's Christmas on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all these different social media. And so uh, my New Year's resolution is that when we wind through the clock and we make that journey around the sun one more time uh, and we come to the next Christmas, that we're going to find a way to simplify that. We're going to find a way not to have to worry about Christmas all the way back in July. and you know what, if we have a Christmas card that's just a plain Christmas card without 20 kids' pictures on it and, you know, embossed uh, with a gold leaf, we're going to be okay with that. And we're going to recapture Christmas in a way that has nothing to do with the price tag. That's kind of my New Year's Eve resolution going forward. That said, it was still a tremendous Christmas, and we're looking forward to an amazing New Year and new opportunities. In fact, I'll share one of those opportunities that I found out about today as it relates to private school Christian educations and how you can pay for that and how it goes hand in hand with half price tuitions at our great local Christian schools at christiantuitions.com. Later on this hour, we'll also kind of review some of the best of 2017. A great talk, given by Lee Strobel at this year's Tampa Bay Prayer Brunch back in May. We'll share some of that with you later on today, too. It's all coming up On the Bill Bunkley Show, I'm Bill Carl filling in. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570-910 and FM 102.1. We'll be right back. Oh, did I tell you you could also listen online at letstalkfaith.com?
9: the jordan river and much much more call now to get your edi trip planned today at 727-460-1225 that's 727-460-1225 this christmas give the gift of family by supporting focus
0: on the family
6: the holidays bring families together we help keep them together
0: Would you partner with us here at the end of the year to help us reach and strengthen even more families? Your tax-deductible gift will help Focus increase its impact in your life and with others.
6: Just log on to our station website and use the keyword family.
1: Connect with Focus on the Family and give today at Let'sTalkFaith.com.
9: Bill Bunkley here. It's the worst humanitarian crisis in our lifetime. Over 2 million refugees have settled in the tiny country of Lebanon. Over half of them are children, roaming tent settlements with no hope for a future. They are the innocent victims of war and terrorism. I was just in Lebanon and personally witnessed their plight. But this Christmas, you can join with our Christian brothers and sisters at Heart for Lebanon to bring them the greatest gift ever given. Please call 877-873-0190 right now. Your Christmas gift of $98 will help bring food and Christian education to 18 18- Refugee children. That's an entire classroom of kids at Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center. Will you stand with me today in rescuing these children for Christ before someone else captures them for evil? Call now 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190 or online at lesstalkfaith.com.
4: Don't miss Landa Lakes Christian School's annual open house, Sunday, January 28th, 1 to 3, at First Baptist Church of Landa Lakes. Tour the classrooms, examine curriculum, and meet the staff. Celebrating 40 years in Christian education, Landa Lakes Christian School is accredited by the American Association of Christian Schools, North American Christian School Accrediting Agency, and the National Council for Private School Accreditation. Classes available pre-K 3 through 12th grade. More information at lolcs.org. That's lolcs.org.
1: Weekday afternoons at 3, I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg.
4: I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever
1: meet. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. Stop!
3: Hey, you're listening to Faith Talk 570-910-FM-102.1. I'm Bill Carl. Segment two of the Bill Bunkley Show in the five o'clock hour. It's great to be with you. And we're so thankful last hour we had a chance to speak with Jack Hibbard from Heart for Lebanon as that ministry continues to reach out and in some very difficult circumstances, the refugee camps that are found along the border of Israel and Syria. And as that war uh, displaced so many, uh, you find a lot of squalor, poverty, illness, and a, really, a, a situation in which radicalism, terrorism, can find a foothold and a place to be uh, kind of cultured, uh, as folks have nothing to do, no resources and no other influence. Well, Hartford, Lebanon is taking kids from these situations. They're feeding them, they're educating them, they're telling them about Christ, and lives are being changed. because, you know, the same terrorists that chase these people out of their own country, have nothing to offer them other than more fear and more violence. But when you come in with the radical love of Jesus Christ through heart for Lebanon, all of a sudden you have people being transformed, children being transformed, that when they return, and that is becoming sooner rather than later, as uh, things start to cool down there, they go back with Jesus Christ. They go back proclaiming the gospel. They go back sharing what that meant for a Christian to minister to them, to reach out to them in a way that it's so powerful. We just finished Christmas, and of course, uh, we celebrated that baby in the manger, our Lord Jesus Christ, born just a day's ride away from where all this is happening. And it's so exciting to know that it's happening there, that it's happening right in the land of the Bible, that people are being reintroduced to the Bible. And I just want to let you know that you still have time before the New Year to make your gift to Heart for Lebanon. Your gift, your year-end gift of $98, tax-deductible, will provide for 18 children to enter a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center, where they'll be fed, where they'll be educated, where they'll come to know Christ and be introduced to the gospel, uh, to be loved in a way that is supernatural and powerful. Again, that gift of $98 for the end of the year. The phone number is 877 873 That's 877 873 Also, let me say this. If there's a ministry that you listen to here on Faith Talk that has touched you, in a particular way over the last year that has ministered to you, maybe you even became a Christian while listening to that program, your year-end gift is always appreciated. It helps our ministries go strong into 2018. And here's how you do that. You go to letstalkfaith.com. You click on the program guide and find that program. Click on there, and we have a link right to the ministry so you can make that gift directly. Maybe it's focus on the family. I know right now there's a matching challenge out there where gifts to focus in the family are doubled. Something to examine again when you click our program guide at letstalkfaith.com. Well, we've talked a little bit about money and making sure it impacts for the kingdom of God. Let's talk about keeping some in your pocket. Uh, you know, I don't know. You probably are ahead of me on this. I didn't realize until today I was actually doing a little bit of studying on what the implications were for the new Republican tax bill that's coming into effect and what that's going to mean not only when it comes tax time in April— But what it means for other areas of our financial picture, if you're a person like me who's trying to provide for your child's education, college, graduate school, whatever that is. But you're also wondering, what are some advantages I can take advantage of for a private Christian school, say pre-K through 12th grade? Did you know that that 529 account that you set up to fund your child's education can now be used? to pay for your pre-K through 8th or 12th grade experience. Yeah, pretty cool for a private Christian school, religious uh, religious school experience. Uh, you can do that with your 529. Take that money out tax-free and apply it to your child's education. And one way you could do that is you could actually pair up with that to save twice with half-price tuition at com. That is a, an opportunity we have in conjunction with a number of the Tampa Bay Area's best Christian schools. Uh, to be able to jump in there, half-price tuition for your first year, and of course, if you have that 529, maybe grandpa or grandpa helped out with that, you can start using that money now uh, for that education. And there are schools like Bayshore Christian School that I know for a fact offer dual enrollment where you can go to college your first couple of years. The way you take advantage of that is go to ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. I know for right now, Uh, We have a a one-half price tuition available for Bayshore Christian School. Uh, We have a couple of tuitions available for Citrus Park Christian School for your first year. Elfer's Christian School, First Baptist of Brandon Christian Academy. I was out there recently. What a tremendous opportunity that is. To get involved with that, you just go to uh, ChristianTuitions.com. Again, that's ChristianTuitions.com. So some good news as we head into 2018. Your 529 account for your child's education, you can actually start using that in different ways. You can actually use that to pay for their primary education at a private Christian school. Kind of a neat little benefit there. Well, coming up next on Faith Talk 570, 910, FM 102.1, we've had some amazing opportunities to be blessed throughout this past year by great speakers. Every year there's a couple of events that we are, are part of that we absolutely love, and one of those was... The Tampa Bay Prayer Breakfast, it keys in with the National Day of Prayer every year. This year, we were out at the A la Carte Pavilion. Lee Strobel, author Lee Strobel, uh, was uh, the keynote speaker for that event and just brought such an inspiring message of love, of, of, of grace, of mercy, of what it means to share the gospel with others. It was such a powerful event. I wanted to share that audio with you, so we're actually going to do that next. Again, you'll have that ch- chance coming up here in just a few minutes. And also wanted to let you know that there are some great opportunities coming into 2018 for you. If you are a worship pastor, if you are a worship leader, we have an event coming up January 29th. It's called Calibrate. It's the worship event. It'll be at South Tampa Fellowship. If you're a worship leader, if you play in the band, if you sing in the choir, if you push the buttons on the light board or the soundboard, You definitely want to be at Calibrate because it's not just about music. It's not about you writing the best songs ever or how to key up at the right time to get the most emotion out of the congregation. It really is about discipleship. It's about making sure that the person you are inside is resonating with the words that you're singing on the outside. It's about making sure that as you fill other people's spiritual buckets, that your bucket is full. And I know as a worship leader, as a worship pastor, coming out of the Christmas season, you're probably exhausted spiritually, physically, emotionally, uh, making sure that other people have a significant Christmas holiday. Calibrate, the worship event, is your chance to recover and recoup. Matt Marr will be there. Meredith Andrews will be there. Josh Wilson, Corey Asbury from Bethel Music, and uh, uh, Caleb Miller. To sign up, all you need to do is go to calibrateworship.com slash Tampa. Click there. We're going to have lunch for you that day, snacks. It's going to be an all-day event just for worship teams, worship leaders. Calibrate, the worship event. Sign up for it today, calibrateworship.com. That's calibrateworship.com. I really hope that I get a chance to see you there. Coming up next, Lee Strobel on The Bill Bunkley Show. Thanks for listening.
0: the latest from srn news
8: with srn news i'm bob agnew in washington as snow continues to pile up in erie pennsylvania forecasters warned of frigid sub-zero arctic air and dangerously cold wind chills in much of the country as well a storm in erie brought more than 62.9 inches since december 23rd and an additional two to four inches was in today's forecast when Windchill advisories or warnings in effect for all of North Dakota and Wisconsin, several other states also, parts of South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Michigan, and Indiana, and into the Northeast in New England, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York all affected. Americans were a bit less confident in the economy this month than they were last month, but their spirits remained high during the holiday shopping season, and when it's all tallied up, it is expected to have been a record year for holiday retailers. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 28
1: points. This is SRN News. Saturday afternoons at 5. Join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward.
11: So what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the Darwinian theory by any way, shape or form.
1: The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com
0: This Christmas, give the gift of family by supporting Focus on the Family.
6: The holidays bring families together. We help keep them together.
0: Would you partner with us here at the end of the year to help us reach and strengthen even more families? Your tax-deductible gift will help Focus increase its impact
1: in your life and with others.
6: Just log on to our station website and use the keyword family.
1: Connect with Focus on the Family and give today at letstalkfaith.com.
7: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated, price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call Select Quote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life
0: insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771 800-523-3771 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you
1: save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing
4: company and other factors not available in all states
9: it's like a second home to me. It's just such a Christ-like environment here. I love my school because they make sure that every student knows the love of Jesus.
4: Do your children talk like this about their school? Maybe it's time to make a change. First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy is different.
9: This school has really made me a more mature Christian and a more mature person. Everyone's kind of just friends with each other and we're like one big happy family.
4: Caring for children from birth through eighth grade. First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy provides outstanding academics extracurricular opportunities and most of all a christ-focused experience
9: i really think you should go to this school because all the teachers are nice and you get to learn about jesus
4: And starting with the 2018-2019 school year, First Baptist Brandon Christian Academy will offer free VPK for preschoolers.
3: VPK is the best.
4: Learn more and set up a tour at fbbca.org. That's fbbca.org. Or call 813-689-9435.
1: Weekday mornings at 6. Join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Outbursts of anger, jealousy, drunkenness, they will ruin your life. They will ruin your marriage. They will ruin your family's existence. That's all the flesh wants to do. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. We're going down to
12: the
3: Bill Carl, thanks for listening to Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Love when I get these chances to sit in for Bill Bunkley, spend a little bit of time with you, and kind of go over some of the uh, ministry that's taken place over the last 360 some odd days here in the Tampa Bay area. Thursday, May 4th, 2017, was the National Day of Prayer, and his folks all over the country gathered to lift up our nation. Close to 1,000 met at the a la carte event pavilion in Tampa, Florida to pray together and to hear from keynote speaker Lee Strobel. Lee's classic account of his conversion to Christianity entitled The Case for Christ has touched countless lives and was recently made into a major motion picture. His 2016 release, The Case for Grace, won the nonfiction book of the year from the EPCA and is given at the Tampa Bay Prayer Brunch. Here's Lee Strobel's testimony.
10: So when I got this kind invitation to be at this great event today, I thought, "What can I talk about that you know won't embarrass me?" And I thought, you know, I'm going to just since this is a prayer brunch, since we're talking about the power of prayer, I want to talk about three prayers that changed my life, because these are three prayers that might change your life as well. And it's a story, my story, that begins in atheism because I decided at a rather young age that God does not and cannot exist. I thought that just the idea of an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing creator of the universe, come on, it's crazy, wasn't even worth my time to check out. Now granted, I tend to be a skeptical person. My background's in journalism and law. Can you imagine put those two things together? What kind of a jerk, a skeptic, uh, (laughs) that you get... I was legal editor of the Chicago Tribune newspaper, and we used to pride ourselves on our skepticism. We didn't want to accept anybody's word at face value. We always tried to get at least two sources to confirm a fact before we'd print it in the newspaper. So no kidding, we had a sign in our newsroom that said, if your mother says she loves you, check it out. How do you know? Maybe she's lying. Got any proof? Got any evidence? That's the kind of skepticism we had. And that's okay for journalists to be skeptical. You want that, don't you? But my skepticism bubbled over into cynicism and has cemented me into my atheism. Now, because I had no belief in God, I really lacked a moral framework for my life. Now, I'm not saying that all atheists think this way. I'm just saying this is the way I looked at the world. I was a rational person. So I said, okay, if there is no God, if there is no heaven, if there is no hell, if there is no judgment, if there is no ultimate accountability, then the most logical way to live my life would be as a hedonist. Someone who just pursued pleasure. And that's what I did. And so I lived a very immoral and drunken and profane and narcissistic, self-absorbed, really self-destructive kind of life. That's what I lived. What people saw was me winning all these awards for investigative reporting. What they didn't see was me literally drunk in the snow in an alley on Saturday night. I had so much rage inside of me. And if you ask me back then, why? Why the anger? Why the rage? I couldn't have told you. But looking back, I can see what it was. I was always after the perfect high. <laughs> you know, I was, I was always after that ultimate experience of pleasure. But guess what? Everything let me down. Nothing lived up to the hype. She had a lot of rage. I remember once Leslie and I got in an argument and our little daughter was there and I had so much rage, I just blew up and I reared back and I kicked a hole right through our living room wall. And my wife's crying and their daughter's crying. It's like, that was our life. In fact, I'm going to tell you the ugliest thing about me, which is when my little daughter, Allison, was just a toddler. If she was alone in the living room, playing with some toys, some blocks or whatever, and she would hear me come home from work through the front door, her natural reaction was just to gather her toys and go in her room and shut the door. She's she going to be drunk again? she going to be yelling and, and screaming and kicking holes in walls? At least it's nice and quiet in here. Friends, that is the ugliest truth about me. Leslie was uh, an agnostic. She didn't know what to think about God. And then one day, through the influence of a friend that she met in the movie, her name is Elfie. in real life, it's a woman named Linda, Leslie went on a spiritual journey for several months, went to church with her, checked out Christianity, and then came up to me one day and said, Lee, I made a big decision. I said, what? She said, I've decided to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And I thought, oh, No. You know, as an atheist, this is the worst news, you know. I thought she was going to turn into some holy roller or something. I didn't know. This wasn't part of the deal. Honestly, first word that went through my mind, divorce. I was going to walk out. But I stuck around, and I realized, if I'm going to get my wife back, if I'm going to rescue her from this cult of Christianity, then all I had to do was show her prove to her that christianity wasn't true that it's a sham that it's based on wishful thinking mythology make believe and then i could win her back and we could have our life back the way it was and so i did something that you wouldn't expect an atheist to do because two things were going on one was she was changing in positive and winsome ways that attracted me toward the faith But the more that she lived a godly life it was like she was holding up a mirror and i was seeing my sin and my corruption and my immorality in sharp focus for the first time and it made me mad it made me angry so there's this push and this pull going on and so as i began this investigation i did something you wouldn't think that an atheist would ever do i prayed the first prayer that made a difference in my life and you know what i prayed i said god I do not believe you're there. In fact, I am absolutely convinced that you are not. But if you are, I'd like to meet you. I call it the skeptic's prayer. Because I thought, you know, my goal was to disprove it. But I wanted to know the truth. I was going to go in with an open mind, an open heart, let the chips fall where they may. I just thought, in the end, I could disprove this whole thing. But I prayed that first prayer The skeptic's prayer. And then I began my investigation. And I realized that everything revolves around the issue of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus, in a variety of different ways claim to be the son of God implicitly explicitly at one point he gets up before a group and he says I and the father are one and the word in Greek there for one is not masculine it's neuter which means Jesus was not saying I and the father are the same person he was saying I and the father are the same thing we're one in nature we're one in essence and how did the audience understand what he was saying they picked up stones to kill him because they said you you're a mere man and you are claiming to be God so Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, but so what? I could claim to be the Son of God. Anybody could claim to be the Son of God. But if Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, died, and then three days later rose from the dead, that's pretty good evidence he's telling the truth, right? That's why the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You're still in your sins. This is the ball game." So I thought this is going to be easy. I was a journalist. I saw plenty of dead bodies. I never saw one come back to life. And if I could just prove to Leslie that dead men don't come back to life, I could disprove the resurrection and get her out of this cult. So I spent what ended up to be two years of my life investigating the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. Let me tell you, just in a few words, what I found. I'm going to use four words that begin with the letter E to summarize the evidence. The first E stands for the word execution. You have to have a death, right, before you can have a resurrection. Well, what I found is there is no dispute among scholars in the field that Jesus died by crucifixion under Pontius Pilate. Just not controversial. Why? Because in the ancient world, we're lucky if we have one or two sources to confirm a fact. And yet for the death of Jesus, we not only have multiple early first century accounts of this in the documents of the New Testament, we've got five ancient sources outside the Bible confirming and corroborating his death. The evidence is so strong that even the atheist New Testament scholar, Gerd Ludemann said Jesus' death as a consequence of crucifixion is indisputable. So the first E is for execution. Jesus was dead. The second E stands for early. We have early reports that Jesus rose from the dead. In other words, reports that go right back to the scene of the event. Why is that important? Because I used to think that the resurrection was a legend. And I knew from ancient history that the passage of two generations of time was not even enough for a legend to grow up and wipe out a solid core of historical truth. So it took more than two generations of time for legend to develop and wipe out a solid core of historical truth. But we have preserved for us a report of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, including named eyewitnesses and groups of eyewitnesses that has been dated back by scholars to within months of his death. Within months. This is historical gold. This just rules out the possibility that the resurrection of Jesus is merely a legend. So we have an execution. Jesus was dead. We've got reports of his resurrection so immediate that you can't write them off as saying they're a legend. But then we have a third E, the word empty. We have an empty tomb. The historical record tells us that Jesus' body was placed in a tomb belonging to Joseph of Arimathea. Remember the Jewish council? It's It's sealed. Matthew tells us it's guarded and yet is discovered empty on the first Easter morning. Now, we could talk the rest of the day about all the historical data that tells us that the tomb was empty, but I'm just going to give you one fact, because to me this is conclusive, and that's this. Even the opponents of Jesus implicitly admitted that the tomb was empty. So everybody's conceding that the tomb was empty, whether they're supporters of Jesus or enemies of Jesus. It just was not an issue the real issue was how did it get empty the romans weren't about to steal the body they wanted jesus dead the religious leaders of the day weren't about to steal the body they wanted jesus to stay dead the disciples weren't about to steal the body they didn't have the motive they didn't have the means and they didn't have the opportunity I think the best explanation for the tomb being empty is that Jesus physically returned from the dead, especially when we combine it with the fourth word that begins with the letter E, which is the word eyewitnesses. Not only was Jesus' tomb discovered empty, but over a period of time, Jesus is encountered alive by more than 515 people, by skeptics and doubters as well as believers, by men and women, indoors, outdoors, daytime, nighttime, to groups, to individuals. People talk with them. They touch them. They ate with them. Remember we said in ancient history, we're lucky if we have one or two sources to confirm a fact? Get this. For the conviction of the disciples that they encountered the resurrected Jesus, we have no fewer than nine ancient sources inside and outside the New Testament confirming and corroborating the conviction of the disciples that they encountered the resurrected Jesus. That is an avalanche of historical data. Not only that, we have seven ancient sources, six of them outside the New Testament, that tell us that the disciples lived lives of deprivation and suffering as a result of their proclamation that Jesus had risen. Why is that important? Because of all human beings who've ever lived on planet Earth, they were in a position to know for a fact whether this is true or whether it was a lie. They talked to the resurrected Jesus. They ate with him. They touched him. They knew the truth, and knowing the truth... They were willing to suffer for their proclamation that he had risen. They were even willing to die for that proclamation. So I spent two years of my life investigating the minutiae of the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. And it all came down to a Sunday afternoon. When I looked at all of this evidence, kind of just analyzed it freshly and soaked it in. And, and, And then I stepped back and I said, wait a second. In light of the avalanche of evidence that points so powerfully toward the truth of Christianity, I realized it would take more faith for me to maintain my atheism than to become a Christian. I'm just saying. So that's when the scales tipped. And I came to the conclusion, based on the historical data, that Jesus not only claimed to be the Son of God, he backed up that claim by returning from the dead. But then I realized that's not enough. It's not enough just to agree with this. Because I looked at John 1, 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. And I looked at that verse and I realized the key words form an equation of what it means to become a child of God. Believe plus receive equals become. So I said, okay, I believe based on the data that Jesus is the unique son of God. He proved it by returning from the dead. I got it. I get it. I believe it. But then that wasn't enough. I had to receive. Receive what? Receive this free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that Jesus purchased for me on the cross when he died as my substitute to pay for all of my sin. And when I would receive this free gift of his grace, then I would become a child of god and so that's when i prayed the second prayer that changed my life a salvation prayer it's when i got on my knees next to my bed and i poured out a confession of a lifetime of immorality that would absolutely curl your hair and at that moment as i confessed that as i received jesus christ as my lord and savior as I received this free gift of forgiveness and eternal life that He purchased for me on the cross, when I received this free gift of His grace, then I became a child of God. And I remember Leslie, as I told her what I'd just done, bursting into tears and throwing her arms around my neck and saying, Oh, honey. I almost gave up on you a thousand times. She said, when I was a new Christian, I met some women at church, and I told them about you. And I said, I don't have any hope for my husband. He is the hard-headed, hard-hearted legal editor of the Chicago Tribune. He will never bend his knee to Jesus Christ. And this one woman put her arm around Leslie's shoulders, kind of pulled her to the side, and said, Oh, Leslie, No one is beyond hope. And she gave her a verse from the Old Testament, Ezekiel 36, 26, that says, moreover, I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And that brings me to the third prayer that changed my life. It was not a prayer I prayed. It was a prayer my wife prayed for two years that I never knew at the time, every day, behind the scenes, on her knees, praying that verse for me. And can I tell you what happened? Starting on that Sunday afternoon, now that I had received this free gift of God's grace, and then as I was baptized, and then over time as I became part of a vibrant congregation of believers as I learned to read the Bible with fresh eyes, as I learned to worship, as I learned to pray, God began to answer her prayers because my values changed and my character changed and my morality changed and my worldview and my attitudes and my priorities and my relationships and my, my parenting and my marriage. I mean, all these things over time began to change for the good. So much so that Our little daughter, Allison. Think about this for a second. Here she was. She was five years old when I came to faith. And all she had known those first five years was a dad who was absent, angry, kicking holes in walls, coming home drunk. That was her whole experience, the first five years of her life. But you know what she did? Starting on that Sunday afternoon, she began to watch something's changing with dad. Something's different with Dad. Something's new with Dad. She never interviewed a scholar, never studied archaeology. She's five years old, but she could observe, she could listen, she could watch. And she did, and it took four or five months until finally she came up to Leslie. You know what she said? I want God to do for me what he's done for Daddy. And at age five, my little girl prayed that salvation prayer and came to faith in jesus and today she's married to a seminary graduate she's a novelist she has half a dozen books of fiction that have been published but they all have the message of jesus woven into them her and her husband together write children's books about god she is the mother of two of my four precious grandchildren and we're the best of friends And same thing with my son. My son saw the difference God was making in his mom and his dad and his sister. And he came to faith at a young age, too. But he took an academic route, got an undergraduate degree in biblical studies, got a master's degree in philosophy of religion, got another master's degree in New Testament. And then after many years of research and study at Yale University and at the University of Aberdeen in Scotland, he was awarded his Ph.D. in theology. And now you know what he does? He's a professor at one of the largest seminaries in America, teaching young people about Jesus Christ. And four years ago this week, his wife gave birth to our first grandson, and he named him after his dad. Friends, God rescued our family. He changed our family. He changed my son, he changed my daughter. He changed my wife. He changed me, and now Leslie and I have just celebrated our forty-fourth wedding anniversary together. So that's my story, and those are the those are the three prayers that changed my life. And so I want to, before I end, I want to go back to that equation from John one twelve: believe plus receive equals become, and just say, you know. My encouragement to you, you may be here today because a friend brought you, and you do not yet believe that Jesus is who he claimed to be. You're not sure. You're full of doubts. You're full of questions. If that's you, then I want to encourage you today to pray the skeptic's prayer. Say, God, I don't believe you're there. In fact, I'm sure you're not. But if you are, I'd like to meet you. Pray that prayer and see what God does. If my books are helpful, great. You know, you don't have to buy them. Go to the library. They're free. Or check out the movie, whatever. But you owe it to yourself to investigate answers. Some of you, you know, believe plus receive. Some of you believe, but you've never received. You believe the right stuff about God. You could recite the Apostles' Creed. That's great. You recite the Lord's Prayer. That's great. But there's never really been a point in time where you have prayed the salvation prayer, received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and according to John 1, 12, become a child of God. I want to encourage you before your head hits the pillow tonight to do what I did, do what so many people in this room have done that's led to a changed life and a changed eternity. You know, the Bible doesn't want you wondering where you stand with Him. 1 John 5.13 says, These things are written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to be in a state of ambiguity or confusion. You can know for a fact that you are an adopted son, adopted daughter of the Most High if you pray that prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then finally, if you believe and you've received and you've become a child of God... I want to encourage you to pray the kind of prayer Leslie prayed for me. I'm sure you've got people in your life who are spiritually confused like I was, even spiritually hostile like I was. Could you commit to doing what Leslie did and to pray that verse for them? I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Our model for this is Jesus. Jesus. Do you know that when you read the New Testament in the original Greek in which it's written, one of the things you notice is that the imperfect tense of the Greek suggests that Jesus did not just say it once, but he kept repeating it all through the torture of the crucifixion. While the nails are being driven through his hands, while the nails are being driven through his feet, he kept praying, he kept praying, God forgive them, Father forgive them, for they know not what they do. He kept praying that prayer for people so spiritually depraved that they were torturing to death the Son of God. In light of that, how can we justify not praying consistently and fervently and expectantly for people in our life who don't know Jesus? So, you know, if you're a follower of Christ, I hope you'll commit to making this The first day of many in which you will commit to praying for those lost friends, those neighbors, those business associates, those students, whoever it is, that they would come to know Jesus personally. Why? Because we all love this nation. And we all know the only way this nation and this world is going to change is one life at a time that is transformed by the power of God. And so as we pray for individuals in our lives, we're praying for our world. We're praying for our nation. We're praying that that people will be turned from atheists to missionaries. God has the power to do that. He did it in my life. He can do it in many others. And when we reach that tipping point in this country where we have got a land really uh, possessed by those who fervently love God and love each other, God is going to change this nation and change this world. So as we pray for our nation, as we always should, let's pray for the individuals in it. Let's pray for the people in our world, the people we know, the people we love, that we might see them transformed by God's power. And then we'll give him all of the glory.
3: And as we take a look back at 2017, that was Lee Strobel, who spoke at the Tampa Bay Prayer Brunch this past May. Uh, I was so thankful to be in that room that day and hear his call to preach the gospel and to hear his personal testimony. And it was just one of those moments throughout the year that I was blessed to be a part of, and I thought you would be blessed by hearing that audio. I'm so thankful that you could listen to Faith Talk 570-910-FM102.1 today. Really, we are here to proclaim the gospel 365 days a year. That couple days after Christmas, before New Year's, when it's a little bit quiet and kind of, well, different, we proclaim the gospel. And we're so thankful to be able to do that. It's been great to be with you, to be in for Bill Bunkley. We'll do it again tomorrow, beginning at 4 here on Faith Talk, 570-910-FM102.1.